Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, auction for new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Auction is open right now. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, always great promotions up at Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos up in Blackhawk. The weekend of March 8th, which is a Friday, they're going to give away either a Mustang RTR or nearly $28,000 in cash instead. Head on up there. Check out their great sports book. Outstanding menu that I think is like 99 cents. And really loose slots. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like And family. on top of it, it's just damned fun. It, it's a great place. It, it is a fun place to go. There honestly is a difference. And I've been to enough casinos yeah. around the world, really, as have you. And around Blackhawk, a corporate-owned casino is very different than a family-owned no casino. No question about the it. The feel is totally different when you walk in the door. One feels like home. The other one feels like an office building. Agreed. Despite all the bells and when the ding, 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 and you know, people walking around and serving drinks, it just feels very corporate. There, it doesn't. It's fun. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. So Valerie Nachuchkin is uh, not going to play for the uh, Avalanche for a while. Indefinite period is how it was termed while he receives care from the Players Assistance Program. Uh, good for him that he is recognizing that he needs some help. He was on pace for a career year, uh, 22 goals, 42 points so far this season in 40 games. He's been a very important part of the team this year. All of that said, I'm not trying to criticize the Avalanche. I'm not suggesting that they have not done everything they can to help Nachuchkin because I believe that they have. That is an organization that really does care about its players. Honestly, I believe all the organizations in town truly care yeah, about their players. I agree. However, and I understand that these are adults and they get to choose what they want to do. If a player is injured, they have a right to go get a second opinion. All of those things. However, when I look at how the Gabriel Landeskog thing was handled after they won the cup, and he knew, talking about Gabe, knew his knee wasn't very good. And they do the parade, and, you know, he's enjoying the summer as well he should, won his first Stanley Cup, you know, eating Fruit Loops out of the cup is fun, and drinking, you know, your 15th Labatt beer in an hour is a blast. I get it. But then, you know, come the fall, he needs knee surgery. And you're thinking, why didn't this happen sooner? Why didn't the Avalanche say, please, Gabe, I know you're going to do what you want to do, but let's look at the team concept here first, where we don't want you to miss any specific amount of time. Let's not get into, because we both believe we know what's going on with Val Nachuchkin, why he is in this program. They knew this about Val when they re-signed him. This isn't something that just suddenly popped up with him. And I'm wondering why, after what happened in Seattle, he wasn't doing something over the summer to really help himself. Yeah, And, and that- the Avs didn't push him harder to say, listen... We want you to be better, but we also have to look at the team as well. Yeah, which to me is a legitimate position for the team to be in with the expectations of you're under contract. 
you're going to be doing what's best for the team. He has done what's best for the team to this point. 22 goals, 42 points, 40 games. He has been a force of nature. There is no question that the Avs are a much better team with him in the lineup. That goes without saying. How was it handled? We won't know. We still don't know all of the particulars, at least officially, from Seattle, which was a huge season, postseason altering event. When Val, when that thing fell apart in Seattle, that was a that was a series they were still very much in the middle of and that they could have won. Now, I'm not saying they would have gone on to compete for a second straight Stanley Cup. I'm saying they could have won that series. It had an adverse effect on the Avs. Did they, the Avs and Val, uh, acknowledge whatever issues came to a fore there and were there, were there, did they try to address them perhaps at some point during the summer? Did Val address them at some point during the summer and the offseason? Well, here we are now again. The Avs, one of the five best records in all of the NHL, a team near the top of the Western Conference standings, blah, 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 blah. Same story, same opportunities. Now we have at the very – and look, I'm all for everyone getting themselves in a good place. I, I am. I, you are too. Yep. We understand human frailty. I, I get it. I, I, we see it all, and, and we need to be empathetic, and we need to be helpful. But there's something to be said for timing, too. You know what I mean? Yep. There is something to be said for timing. And the timing sucks here. Damn it. It sucks. Well, looking at what they have currently right now, and Lekkonen, He's expected to play sometime in the next couple of weeks. Right. Lekin has played 12 games this year. That's it. He's That's played 12 it. games this year. When you look at their second line as it is currently constructed right now, okay, Kiviranta, Colton, Logan O'Connor. And I understand that Kiviranta hasn't played a lot, so it's not fair to necessarily point this out. He's not a second line guy. Although he has played 29 games. He has two goals and four assists. That's that's one of your second line wingers. Okay, your center is Ross Colton, who has twenty points in forty two games, ten goals, ten assists. Which on the surface isn't bad, right? It isn't bad, but no. when you but when you consider two of those goals are empty net goals, two of those goals are on the power play, and not taking away power play goals, but you didn't bring him in to score power play goals. You, you brought him in to really anchor a third line. Okay, And then you have Logan O'Connor, who's on that line, who has seven goals and ten assists, and that's your second line. What the hell does your third and fourth line look like? Now, Nechuchkin will come back. Lekkonen, we'll see if he is healthy. Don't don't, don't know. No, we don't know that. If he is going to be healthy. This team is not as deep as it was last year, and that is saying something. And we haven't even gotten into Georgiev, who, yes, on his resume can now put all-star. But he is there. Are, and I understand when you look at the standings 
and you look at stats, goals against average, they're going to throw in guys who have played 10 games. I understand that. And that's not fair because Georgiev has played as many, if not more games than anybody in the league. Probably more than he should be playing. Right. right. And as a matter of fact, I think he's played the most games. Yeah. Okay. You look at last night's game. They gave up four goals to Montreal, a team, honestly, that is not very good. No. It's not like he's being peppered with 35 shots a night. He was peppered with a lot of shots last night. However, his save percentage is at about 88%. Gave up four goals. Um, going into last night's game, I think he was like 28th in goals against average in the league, 39th in save percentage. How good do you feel about your backstop like that heading into the playoffs? And again, we're only talking about him. We're not talking about the lack of depth on the lines. Is he a good enough tender to win you some games in the postseason? No. Probably not, not right? right? Well, l- listen, anybody can go on a hot streak. Yeah. I mean, he had a shutout last week. Okay. Right? Dude, well, here. But is he a, but, but I, I'll, and I'll use the hockey terminology. Is he capable of standing on his head? Here. I, I, instead of, I'll answer that question, but I'll answer that question by asking you a question that is more tangible to wrap your head around. Okay. Is he capable of winning you 16 games in the playoffs? I wouldn't think so. No. Not, not, if, not if he's giving up. Not not if his goals against average is at about three, because for as good as you will have McKinnon on certain nights and McCarr and Rantanen, generally speaking, your top line, your best players are going to need to play well, and I get that, but it's not going to be an every night thing. Right. But can he win you four? Can he... Can, can, he, can, can he be good enough to win you a series? Can he, well, can he win you four series? Can he win you 16 games? Yeah, he can't what, win you 16. But- what, the, what the Avs proved when they won the cup was they did not have to have great goaltending yeah. to win a title because their lines were deep enough and they were getting contributions from their third and their fourth lines. Right now, you're going to be lucky to get contributions out of your second line right now. Nichuchkin will come back. We'll see the health of Lekkinen. But but they're just not deep. It's funny. When you, I think it was Darcy Kemper. It doesn't matter, I don't think. It matters to me what you do in wins, not in losses in the playoffs. What do I mean by that? You can have a game where you give up 10 goals and it's going to screw up your goals against average. Yeah. Just like for the Broncos, they give up 70 points. Yeah, and it skewed everything. And it, and it looks like they're the worst defensive team in football. Which, which they are, weren't, obviously. Correct. It doesn't matter to me if you give up three goals or 20 goals if you lose. Doesn't matter to me. Okay? What do you do in the wins? Now, if you're giving up four goals a game, in wins in the playoffs, that's not a good sign to me. No. Darcy Kemper. People jump all over Kemper, and I get it. You know what his goals against average was in his 11 wins of the 16? It was like 285 or something like How that. How about like 1.65? There you go. In wins. In wins. In his 11 wins, yeah. his goals against average was about 1.6, 1.7. That says to me... When he was on, he was dominating. He won some games for him. And so 
when you look at his overall goals against average, well, he wasn't very good because they gave up, he gave up five goals against the Oilers and six games against. Who cares? You lost the game. It really doesn't matter. How did you do in the on the wins and the wins that you he won? won? You some games. He won you a lot of right. games. No well, question. Yeah. Coming up after the break, some interesting games yesterday. The Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, no turnovers, running the ball. We know what they looked like in Buffalo when the Broncos went up there, and they looked like a team that many left for dead. Now they get the Chiefs, something they have been waiting for for a long time, a playoff game in Buffalo against Patrick Mahomes. Also, the Buccaneers mercifully end the Eagles season. When you look at the Buccaneers and the cap hell they had to deal with this year, worse than what the Broncos are going to deal with, do you see the possibility Hmm. of the Broncos Hmm. becoming this season's Buccaneers, making the playoffs and winning a game? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. By the way, I want to apologize for giving out some wrong information. Math. Bad math. On my part, I thought I'd added up years ago, and apparently added up wrong. Darcy Kemper's um, goals against average and wins was two point two five. Pretty which damn is, good. Which is still pretty good. Yeah. But that two point two five, you have to factor in because it's a legitimate factoring in. He gave up six goals in one game. Yeah. That's the equivalent of giving up forty five points in a game, in a football game. Sure. He had, but generally speaking. The goals he gave up, two goals, one goal, three, two, two, three, two, three, zero, two, one. Yeah, I mean, that speaks for itself. You're going to win a lot of games specifically. Oh, and by the way, offense. they did win a lot of games. They did. Yes. Uh, by the way, if you want to join us, you can do so on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there is a uh, auction for new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS, and the auction is open right now at Roller Auction. Time now, rollerauction.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Bounce Empire in Lafayette, a 50,000-square-foot indoor amusement park for adults, kids, and families reimagined. You and I talked about this during the break as we look ahead. We'll spend more time talking about it as the week goes along. The two hottest teams in football, the two best teams in football, this past weekend, I'm including Monday as well, are playing the top seeds. Packers at the 49ers. Yep. Texans at the Ravens. Those games will be interesting in itself. Let's talk about yesterday's game. Games, I should say. We'll start it off with Josh Allen and the Pittsburgh Steelers. When he doesn't turn the ball over, they're pretty effective. That dude is a load, isn't he? Yep. Can run it, can throw it. Guys gravitate to him. He's a leader, I think, in every sense of the word. 
that team is going extremely well right now. Um, what was it, a 5% chance after the Broncos beat them to reach the playoffs? Right. Well, here they are now. They're the they're the the team that no one wants to play. No, the team that nobody wants to play are the Packers and the Texans. Well, I don't think anyone wants to play the Bills right now either. Nobody wants to play the 49ers or the Ravens either. Is there any team that you want to play that is still in the playoffs? Packers. You could play the Packers. You, you want to play Tampa. the Packers? Yeah, I think. I mean, no, you want to play Tampa. I mean, I think you certainly want to. I, I, I don't think you might. Tampa's the only team you want. You're down play. into the final eight, so all and everybody's done something good recently. Yep. I'd say that Tampa is probably. I I would I'd be careful. I wouldn't sleep on the Packers. They've got something good going right now. They, they do. They do. They've got something good, but, but. I mean, if you if you're looking for two, and maybe and Houston is probably falls into that category as well. I want I want to just get your temperature on something. Okay, okay. Before the season, okay, who are the top three teams in the NFC before the season began? I'll help you out to start. Philadelphia, yep. San Francisco, and Dallas. Dallas. Which were pretty much the three teams, close two of the three teams, anyway. And either Detroit or Tampa is going to be playing the NFC Championship yeah, game. Right. One of those teams will play for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Which is great. It is great. I love that about the NFL. Right. Fantastic. Let's look at the Buccaneers for a second. Okay. Went into this past season, $80 million a dead cap. $80 million. More than what the Broncos yep. will face. But they had a pretty good core there. More than a pretty good core of well, have players. Have they won a Super Bowl in the last two years? Well, they won with Tom Brady, but then again, they won that Super Bowl with defense, if we're being completely yes, honest. Right. So they were. it's hard to say that they were a quarterback away, but they needed someone to steady the ship. Mm-hmm. Remember, Baker Mayfield went into Tampa competing with Kyle Trask. And he won. Does the, one compete with Kyle Trask? Well, apparently he was forced to do so. Okay. That that's what they thought of Baker Mayfield. Although Baker Mayfield, I think, is a better quarterback than people gave him credit for before he got to Tampa. With that, let's look at their roster. You know, Rashad White is nice. He's a, he's a nice running back. Yeah, he's fine. Is he any better than any one the Broncos have? Probably not. No. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Yes, better than what the Broncos have. Yes. We we can agree on that? Yes. Okay. Um, and, and I like Otten, their tight end, too, a lot. Correct. A lot. Levante David, Antone Winfield, Devin White, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea. Vita Vea is a player. He's a monster. He is a monster. Right. With that, do the Broncos have a fivesome even close to being that good? I think they're closer in that regard? No, they have no... They, they, that five is better than the Broncos' top five all day. Pick anybody you want. I'd rather have Levante David over anyone in the Broncos' linebacking court. Anyone. Not only is he a tackling machine, he's a veteran, he's tested, he's won a Super Bowl. The guy... I wanted the Broncos to draft him when he came out of Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Vita Vea. Broncos have anybody on that on their no. front? No. no. Okay. No. Now... It, now, I think he. I, I think that they can compare on the on the edge. The linebacking core is so good for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really good. They have pass rushers. They have guys who can tackle. 
White, Barrett, yada, 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 Levante, David. That, that That's one hell of a group. Yeah. One one great room, right? Yeah, it is. Their, their safeties are okay. Antoine Minfield can still play. Point is, the Buccaneers had players who won a championship. Yes, they've they, got some pedigree. The Broncos don't have no, that. No, they don't. No. So if we're going to say about the Buccaneers, look what they did 9-8. and eight. And by the way, if the Broncos beat the Raiders, they're 9-8 and eight too. Yeah. But these are two totally different teams. No question. And yet, you can make the argument that Tampa's not even there unless they win the division. They're not which, there. Which, yeah. I mean, I mean, they've won the division. They, they've won the division three years in a row, and they won it last year with an eight. I think an eight and nine record. Right. I mean, okay. It's a but, but boy, I'll tell you what. How many illustrations do we have right now about teams going good and teams going bad? And the importance of, I'm not going to even say momentum, but just having figured it out. Look at the Packers where they were and where they are now. I mean, you're not going to bet on the Packers probably in San Francisco, but would you bet on the Packers in Detroit? No. Well, would you bet them? No, no. Would you bet on the, again? San Francisco, I think, is the best team in the league. I do too. Would you? Well, bet, I mean, I I'm not sure. Okay. But Baltimore might Baltimore might be in we'll, that we'll, conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll no, no, see. no. Of right. course, they're in the conversation. Yeah, they're in the. Conversation. I'm just saying, I think that if they play again, San Francisco will win. My point is, if the Packers went to Detroit, you're feeling good about you feeling good about the Packers. You should. They beat Detroit in Detroit already this yes, season. Yes, they did. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's unfortunate for the Packers that they have to play the 49ers because mm-hmm. you can make the case the top two teams in the NFC right now are the Packers and the 49ers. But look at the teams that got right and got going. The Packers, the Bills, yep. Tampa. They, they all Tampa really didn't get going. They were always kind of marginal the entire yeah, season. Yeah, no, you're right. And in fact, offensively, the last three weeks were really not very good at all. I mean, hell, they didn't score a touchdown in their last two games. I, I think they scored maybe one touchdown offensively in their last two games previous to yesterday. Right. Scored a bunch yesterday, obviously. But and then and then you've got on the other end of the equation, the Eagles. The Eagles were as bad as they told us they were. Right. Right? And you and I got you and I they fell got, into the trap when we picked them to win. Absolutely. Now they were decimated by injuries, obviously, but it didn't make any difference. Tampa was the better team, period yesterday and nothing was really going to change you, that. you know what were they the better team yes because they won did they play a team that is beyond dysfunctional that was the biggest advantage that they had going into the game what do you think's happening there no where, where are we with nick sirianni right now it, this is by how, the way you know what i heard how on the can broad- i even ask that question this is a guy one year removed from the super bowl that started 10 and 1 this analysis to me is silly with what I heard. Yeah. Well, they're clearly missing their coordinators from last year. Oh, stop. You're right. They stop. are. They are. Of course well, they are. But were, were they missing those coordinators when they were 10 and 1? No, I think they were just fine. Then I guess they're not missing their coordinators. Right. All you, to me, and I know that I'm putting a little hate on the New England Patriots, anytime a Patriots assistant, generally speaking, mm-hmm gets a prominent role because it's under Bill Belichick and you look at his history of assistance, it's probably a pretty bad sign. So when Matt Patricia is running that defense, yeah. 
I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be bad for and them. Why, and why did they make that change anyway during the middle of the season? Defense wasn't playing well. Oh, really? They were winning football games. Gannon's a really good coach. And they were playing pretty damn good Steichen's people, a really good coach, but still they were 10-1. and one. Yeah, I mean. But I can't remember in all my years following sports, covering sports, watching a team literally slide down the razor blade of life so fast in less than a year. A team that was so highly considered. A team that was so highly regarded. Yeah. I mean, how for 11 weeks in this season, the first sentence of who the best team in the NFC was started with Philadelphia. Right. And you talk about an unceremonious jumping. Who would you rather be this morning? A Cowboys fan or an Eagles fan? Cowboys fan, I think. I mean, I think... (laughs) A Cowboys fan... I, I think, think. I, I'm a hundred percent certain. I think, I think, I think the Cowboys, the Cowboys had one day. The Eagles had six weeks. The Eagles got to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys can't get out of their own way in the playoffs. But you're asking me, who would I rather be today? I think I'd rather be the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are more sustainable. I'm looking at the Eagles right now, wondering what in the wide world of sports is going on. Actually, I'd, I'll, I'll flip that around because, okay. I mean, there was a time that I had fandom. Um, I would rather be an Eagles fan today than a Cowboys fan because what I saw last night, watching the way they played down the stretch, didn't surprise me. With what happened with Dallas, it was getting hooked up to cattle prods for how good they were at home, for how good this offense was at home, a young Packers team, and they were never in that game. But can you call at least, that can you call that but can you call that a one-off aberration as opposed to a trend for the for the Eagles? That's the difference to me. If I'm in a winning fan in the place pl- right now. Okay. That's where I'm at. How, how do I look at it? If I'm a Cowboys fan, this isn't a one-off aberration. They still have five playoff wins since they won the last Super Bowl. Right. And Jerry Jones has been at the head head of it with his son, Stephen. This is a systemic issue with this organization. For the Eagles, they just went to the Super Bowl. Right. I would much rather be an Eagles fan saying, okay, we're going to tear this thing down. We know that Howie Roseman is more than good enough to do it. And they've done it twice before. Correct. Right. And we were so bad down this. Here. When the Avalanche lost to Seattle, despite finishing strong, knowing they really didn't have third or fourth lines, and their goaltending wasn't very good, yes, you were surprised, but you weren't like, okay, this is just awful, right? Mm -hmm. For Cowboys fans, they expected to win and win big. Ask Eagles fans, half of them probably said it wouldn't surprise me if they lose. Yeah. There's a one Cowboys fan who thought they were going to lose the Packers. No. They were the second. I don't think there were that many Packers fans that thought the Cowboys were going to lose. And oh, by the the way, the the Cowboys were the second seed. They were red hot. And they lost to one of the youngest teams in playoff history and just didn't lose, but got curb stomped to boot. I'd much rather be an Eagles fan because I know what this, I know what the GM can do. I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel comfortable with Mike McCarthy. You might not feel comfortable with Nick Sirianni either. Yeah, but one know. guy just went to the Super Bowl no, and right. was ten and one. Yeah. Coming up after the break, Nuggets 76ers tonight. 
Uh, some are wondering, will Joel Embiid play tonight? Because he has missed some pretty big games this season. Well, I think you might want to wonder, are any of the Nuggets starters going to play tonight? What do I mean by that? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the uh, Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, uh, Nuggets, 76ers tonight. Not like the NFL, must win. But you're playing a team that is very, very good with Joel Embiid. He is expected to play in this game. Then they get the Celtics on Friday. With that, is this just another game? Is it an important game? Also knowing that all five of their starters, the Nuggets starters, are listed as questionable. Yeah, I mean, is it an important game on January 16th? Can any game in the NBA be an important game on January 16th? Well, there was a game around this time that I believe did decide who won the MVP. Now, this had nothing to do with the standings, but when Embiid did play better statistically than Jokic in Philadelphia, but the Nuggets won the game, that to me put Jokic over the top to win the MVP. Jokic or or Embiid? Jokic won the MVP. Oh, so two years ago. And it was a game yeah, that happened right. in like January, February. But we're talking about standings here. I just, I feel like any of the um, manufactured rivalry between Embiid and Jokic was taken care of by Jokic's run in the playoffs last year. Um, and Embiid can take his MVP trophy and do with it what he pleases. But the general sounds consensus a little, sounds it, a little aggressive. Well, I mean, it is a little aggressive. You take that MVP award. Well, and, stick it someplace. Well, I mean, on a shelf or someplace well, I mean, else. And that's not to diminish Joel Embiid, who is a fantastic basketball player. He is. He's just but, a whiner. He is. But but even he could hear the argument, not the argument, the statement being made loud and clear that the best player in the world was Nikola Jokic. Right. Period. And there has been no narrative in the NBA this year that's changed that to this point. Now, I will say what has changed is the way that um, Joel Embiid is compiling stats and numbers. Are you suggesting that he is padding his stats? Well, I'm just saying that in a game where he didn't need to be playing last night to keep a 30-10 streak going, 
he was put back in the game for no other reason, apparently, than to collect a couple of rebounds to get him from 8 to 10. Okay, that's fine. But I just don't think, here's how the narrative has changed in that whole thing. People understand that Nikola Jokic just doesn't care. Right. It just doesn't matter. It matters to Joel Embiid. Yep. It doesn't matter to Nikola Jokic. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Patrick Mahomes is set to be on the road for the first time ever in the playoffs. And could we see a Sean Payton-esque situation in Pittsburgh? We'll talk about it when we come back on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. When the weather is cold outside, I love me some really good comfort food. Mac and cheese, Mm. ribs, Mm. brisket, Mm. maybe a little catfish. Sounds good. If you want stuff like that, there's only one place to go in town. Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. I've said this many times. I'm going to say it again. It's easily the best barbecue place out there. I don't even think that is debatable. But it's also one of the best restaurants as well. Because everything is homemade. It is made from scratch. And it is really well done. With that, I want to bring the guy who put together the menu, the executive chef, Dave from Smoke and Dave's. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Good. How you doing, Eric? Let's talk about comfort food. And if somebody walked in there and they said, give me the best comfort food on the menu and you have a great menu, what are you going to recommend? First thing to me that comes to mind is our meatloaf. You know, it's nice and savory, you know, kind of reminds me of home, but with a nice twist and then with a a nice uh, balsamic uh, cream sauce that we add, it'll stick to your bones. And sides, the mac and cheese. This is how I knew your mac and cheese was good. Not that I needed to take somebody else's word for it, but my daughter used to love mac and cheese that was orange and came out of a box. When she said to me she loved your mac and cheese, I'm like, now I know it's a winner. It's absolutely a winner. So besides the mac and cheese, what other things are great comfort things to get when it's cold outside? Mashed potatoes, our smashed potatoes, they'll stick to your bones. They're savory. They're creamy. They've got great flavor, and it goes well with the sauce that's on that uh, meatloaf that's that's a good addition if you want something sweeter you know our baked beans are you know a a standard you know a good go-to as well so when you walk into most barbecue places you get your standard choices pulled pork you get ribs you're going to get corn you're going to get mac and cheese you're not going to get the heart attack and i don't mean that literally i mean that figuratively you're not going to get some creative like the heart attack which is on your menu as an entree 
explain to everybody how creatively you put together so many great different ingredients into one plate. I think first and foremost, you start with something that everybody kind of recognizes and grew up with, and then you you make it unique, you make it uh, current and hip, and and uh, you know you utilize a lot of different products that are in your kitchen, and uh, you just come out with with something that that's really good. I mean, you know, people just like how do you put all these different things together, and 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 things just work. So we're, we're, we're mad scientists in our kitchen. Well, uh, the heart attack is a mad scientist creation, kind of like Beaker out of the Muppets. So explain, <laughs> explain the genesis and what's in the heart attack. Well, we start with a great savory jalapeno cheddar biscuit. Uh, we top it with pulled pork, uh, our, our house-made uh, sausage gravy, uh, bacon, and then we top that with uh, with eggs, and, and it's just it's a fantastic way to go. Now, my buddy here, Bruce, he is a vegetarian, and you have lots of options for him. Again, you walk into a barbecue place; there are not a lot of options for vegetarians. the 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 wild smoked Reuben, I know, is a good example of mm. something that he would order. Mm. Give me some other things that he could order that are savory, delicious, and comfort food ish. Well, again, I mean, not just so much comfort, but, you know, if you're going with a vegetarian you know, kind of theme, you know, we have some fantastic salads, uh, you know, topped with, with all of our, our savory meats, which unfortunately doesn't make them vegetarian, but we can, we can top them with fried okra. We can, we can do whatever you want. Um, you know, so as, as far as from a vegetarian standpoint, that, that's kind of my go-to um, you know, yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now, you know, because I've got meat on my mind. Let me help you out. Let me help you out. Bruce, you can order the catfish with southern okra. Oh, I'm down with that. Now, is, is it fried? Yeah, but it's always better fried. Sure. Everything is better with but butter. Yep. Everything is better with bacon. And everything is better <laughs> fried, right? Everything's better with butter and bacon. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Now, now, here, you don't have to be a vegetarian, or you could be a vegetarian, but you can eat their desserts. And all of them are homemade. I say this all the time. When you go to when you go into a barbecue place, mm -hmm. they're gonna have a cookie wrapped in saran wrap. That's what you get. Not when you go to smoking Dave's, right, Dave? That's true. We we work hard on making all of our desserts homemade, you know, from our pecan pies to bread puddings and our and our brownies. Everything is scratch made. Catfish uh, po' boy, you can get that too. Yeah, that sounds pretty go. good there to me. Go. I mean, well, if you don't want the, if you don't want our fried catfish, we'll definitely do it black in style, and we'll ooh. keep it a little healthier. For See, you. that's what I'm talking about: versatility, flexibility. Dave used to be a gymnast. <laughs> good, good <laughs> yeah, for him. Right. I can see him doing the Iron Cross on the yes uh, on, on the rings, even as Dave Olga Corbett. Um, how do people find you? Uh, check us out on our website, smokingdavesbbq.com. List all of our locations and hours. Dave, thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you, brother. Bye -bye. Time now for the uh, final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. <laughs> Thank you.
Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. All righty, just in case you missed it, Patrick Mahomes will have to play his first true road game in the AFC playoffs after starting his first 12 of his career in Kansas City. How do you think Patrick Mahomes will fare on the road, and how fitting is it that the game is in Buffalo against perhaps his biggest rival? Here's what I like about the Chiefs' chances. Their best unit is their defensive unit. Their best offensive uh, feature is the running game of Isaiah Pacheco. And then when you have a player with the credentials and the cachet and the history of a Patrick Mahomes, you never bet against him. Having said that, I like Buffalo in this game, but don't sleep on the Chiefs. Uh, this is this is still a football team that is very capable going on the road. In order for the Chiefs to win this game, outside of Pacheco, outside of Travis Kelsey, they need another option. Mm-hmm. And they sure as heck got one in Rasheed oh, Rice. He's a good player. A guy he? that they wow. have been waiting for all season to come along. And he did. Eight catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Dude's a player. And if they can get one more guy going, I'll be honest with you, it's going to be hard to pick against the Chiefs. There you go. All righty. Just in case you missed it, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost their opening playoff game against the Bills 31-17. After the game, Mike Tomlin was asked about his one year left on his contract, which resulted in him walking off the podium. Could we see a Sean Payton-esque situation where Tomlin walks away from the team for a year and then gets traded for draft capital? And how highly should he be coveted in the Well, he should be. I mean, the guy has 17 straight winning seasons. He's never had a losing season. To me, Eric, I don't know. We've talked a lot about coaches who are available out there right now and who would be pushed to the side. Would Mike Tomlin, if he was available, go to the very front of the line? Yes. I think he would. He would for me at any rate. Some people think that Mike McCarthy would. He might. I'm not so sure. But if you're going to make a move on Mike Tomlin, you make it now. You don't make it after his contract expires. Right. You make it after his contract expires, you lose the ability to get draft picks for him. But I don't think that they are I don't think that they are ready to do that. And I think I heard a Pittsburgh player say in the locker room following the game, there are some problems with that team. And honestly, that funnels right up to the head coach. Could very well be. Sometimes when you've been in a place for a very, very long time, you're right. You, you keep giving the same message over and over again, and it starts going on deaf ears. I but, mean, but l- l- let's let's look at the situation that you had. What with uh, Pickett, the wide receiver, the guy who's been uh, George Pickens, Pickens right. who's been a headache pretty much all season. Yes, Mike Tomlin is great with players, but he has not gotten through to George Pickens. But you know something. They were the team that looked to be most likely to be out of it at one point, and then they just finished 10-7. and And they did it with Mason Rudolph? Right. Mason Rudolph? Oklahoma State guy. Right. That's because Mitchell Trubisky couldn't carry the water, and Kenny Pickett was being Kenny Pickett. Here. Here's the thing to understand about, in my opinion, about Mike Tomlin. Yes, he has T.J. Watt, and I get it. How many coaches have winning records with marginal quarterbacks? 
Not well, not not many. That's a challenge. Look look at Bill Belichick. Yeah. Okay. Right. Chuck Knoll had a problem making the playoffs without Terry Bradshaw. Right. Mike Tomlin keeps making he keeps having winning records. Yeah. No matter who his quarterback is. Good on him. That was uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it right now. All Italian wines are 15% off. You can order online, ArgonautLiquor.com. All deliveries over 200 bucks are free. Go check them out off of Colfax. Order on their app. Order online. They're the best in town. See why Westwood calls them the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. That's going to do it for us. Brett. Is that Brett? No, it's Gordon. No, that's Gordon. Yeah, that's Gordon. Gordon. I'm having a difficult time seeing behind the monitor. Nigel, that's you. You're the hardest one to spot. Why would you say that? Because you're wearing a Steelers hat. And I can't see your full face. What did you mean? Exactly that. That's what I thought. Well done, Nigel. Well done. Well done. Okay. Bruce, great job today. Yeah. Make it the best possible day you can.